Hi, you're listening to Kate and Catherine. And we're going to show you how to find your Prince Charming so that you can finally live happily ever after <laughs> forever and ever. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. We are definitely not going to do that. We are sick of that story and it's a lie. It is a lie. You're listening to The New Truth, a modern woman's guide to extraordinary love. We are going to show you how the fairy tale love story stops you from experiencing the love you truly desire. Listen to hear how to break free from sacrifice and struggle in relationship. And learn the new truth about love in a way that you've never heard it before. We're so happy you're here. Keep listening. Hello, lovely ladies. It's your relationship coaches, Kate and Catherine here for, I don't know, there's never not a potent topic on this <laughs> podcast, but this one is super, super potent because Kate and I continuously share about what we're seeing with women in our lives and with our clients. And ladies, there's this thing that you do after a first date that we need to address today. So on episode 31, we're going to navigate the what to do and not do after a great first date, because this thing that you do after a great first date is expect, demand, and feel entitled to more. And this has got to stop. So much of the podcast so far has been about becoming present, learning how to delight in the enough, feeling enough, enjoying yourself. And we just need to get behind this today on inspiring you to learn how to let it be enough to have a great first date, to remember that you have no idea who this person is. All you know is that you just had a great time and he is actually not supposed to do anything. He, he, there are no rules here about whether or not he should text you immediately after. We understand that it feels really good to get that text the next day. But so long as your happiness and your pleasure and your bliss is dependent on that, we have a problem. So we're going to dive in with what not to do after a first date, and then we're going to tell you what to do. But Kate, are you as fired up as me about I'm this? so fired up about this. Yeah, when you just said that, I was just thinking that's the, the saboteur or ego dating, right? And, and basically, every it's not Tinder, it's you, um, all the shitty dating advice out there, whatever that episode was called, all the episodes around dating. Um, is all about shifting from ego or saboteur-based dating to soul or heroin-based dating. And the saboteur, when it's on dates, is seeking validation, right? It's like underneath, there's a belief that I'm not good enough, I'm not mm -hmm. enough, I'm not worthy as I am. And so the saboteur goes out on dates and, and in the hopes that we get validation, even when a date's bad, when we leave the date and there's the like, oh my God, he hasn't texted. Like even the guy I don't like didn't text, you know? And it's like, if he didn't text, like obviously I'm not worthy of love or whatever. Mm. Um, obviously I'm going to be alone forever if the guy I don't like doesn't even message me after. And so it's this constant seeking validation and it's such a trap because validation is insatiable. It's like a bottomless pit. You will never, it will never be enough. Your ego or saboteur will tell you, Oh, I like, uh, Oh my God, 
that was such an amazing date. I hope you text me. When's he going to text me? And the, the, the saboteur was like waiting by the phone to text every time that your phone makes a sound like heart, heart skips a beat, you know, this like mm -hmm. open loophole, but the, the insatiable part of it is once he texts, then I'll feel better, you know, then I'll know he likes me. But then of course it doesn't ever get satiated. It's like, then you want the next date and then you want the invitation for the next date and then you want the next text and then you want the next text and then you want the commitment and then, and it's insatiable. So it's like, but trying to get validation to prove that we are enough is really what it's, what it's saying. And so I love that. Like when you and I were chatting about this topic before we got on it, it it's the key, the secret is to being filled up within ourselves so much and like loving our fucking lives that when you go on a date, you're not empty. You're not like this guy's the first time you felt good in the last week. Like this is the first moment you had a heart expansive belly laugh, like joyful connection. You know, if that's the truth and you know, this good date or this amazing date is the first epic experience you've had in the last week or the last month, sister, it's time to look at your life <laughs> and like start to look at all the places that are actually depleting your energy and depleting your feeling um, amazing about yourself and depleting your self-worth and having you feel disconnected from your heart and your joy and your pleasure and your turn on and your aliveness. If your life is not set up to have you feel good within yourself, then for sure you're going to go on that date and be like, I need more, I need more, I need more, I need more. But if you are so filled up within yourself, like that's the queen energy. The queen shows up on the date feeling so good and solid within herself. She doesn't need something from this person. And the queen has an amazing connection and then leaves and goes and has another amazing thing. And then, you know, the next day has an amazing day with their clients or has an amazing experience with their friends or goes to a dance class and feels sexy and lit up or goes on another epic date. Like there isn't that starvation. And I think that's the disconnect for most women is they're going into their dates you know, exhausted, Starving. stressed out, no pleasure in their lives, you know, so disconnected from their joy or their turn on their sensuality or their, all of these parts of them are repressed. And then they mm -hmm. show up on a date and are like, okay, now it's your job to make me feel good. Oh, you did a good job. Okay. You better text me. <laughs> now I've got all these expectations attached when you're a complete stranger, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was laughing earlier with you on how after we talk, I'm not like obsessing about when I'm going to talk to you again. And I have no doubt that every woman listening right now knows this experience. So I just want to remind your system and your psyche, like you already actually know how to live like this. Yes. Right. When you go out to dinner and you have a great dinner, you then don't want to go the next day for breakfast, right. And eat the exact same thing again and get more and more and more. And so there is a practice of letting things be enough and being grateful for the experiences you have and learning actually how to set limits and manage because now we're into some inner child work and early attachment on, yes, make me feel better. You're responsible for my happiness and I feel empty inside. So it's your job to fill me up. The, the reason we do healing work is to actually fill that void. 
right? Mm -hmm. So that no woman is empty. And I always say, it's not just about the great date, it's what happens in between the dates. And so, yes, if you are feeling empty and don't love your life and a great date then becomes the only experience, I, I just like felt that in my body when you were like, the only time you have heart expansion or joy or feel mm -hmm. beautiful or feel wonderful and it's his job, he's now responsible for it. Of course, you're going to feel like shit after the date and not know what to do with yourself rather than this entire podcast. The core message is what are you doing every single day to fall in love with yourself, to fall in love with your life, to feel it up and a partner better add to your life. No one can take anything away from you. And I'm going to say that again, because that's the prison of love is imagining someone can take it away from you. Mm -hmm. And at the core of my work is emotional mastery. And actually how that came was from seeing women do the huge ups and downs. He texts me now, I'm happy. He didn't, now I'm sad, mm -hmm. right? And honestly, that's codependency. Yes. Something outside of you dictating how you feel about yourself and about your life is codependency. You are responsible for your own happiness. Mm -hmm. And we want you to go on lots of great dates. We want you to have amazing connections with so many people all of the time. And what not to do, we're going to say it again, is get excited. After a first date, do not get excited. Enjoy and appreciate the experience you just had and stop the expectation disappointment cycle. Because if you have expectations, the only option is to fall. Yes. When they are not met, it's to crash into disappointment. And when you are just connected, you appreciate the connection you had and you recognize you still have no idea who this person is. All that happened is you had a great date. Not sure where your ego mind or saboteur now thinks they're entitled to more. But this is a practice because if this is incredibly hard for you, that's where the inner work is needed, right? Yes, we can teach this and preach this for you right now. But if you hear it intellectually, but your body and somatically is still like, I have no idea how to not get excited. I have no idea how to not get attached to this person. Then love, that's the North Star into the deeper work that's needed for you. Yeah. But anything else you want to say about what not to do after a great first date? I just think like, and we've talked about this so many times before, but it's like when, when you're, so, when your life is alive and you, you know, you, you're, you're, you've designed your life. So it's a sacred container for you to thrive, for you to feel good, for you to nurture yourself when, you know, shitty things happen, but not stay stuck in them. And for you to like, we've talked about surrounding yourself with the highest vibe friendships and um, places that you go and food that you eat. And it, like every episode is a different aspect of self and how to feel the most lit up and alive from the inside when you do. Cause I also think of another piece is women are experiencing so many shitty dates so then when a good one comes along, it's so easy to get sideswiped and be like, oh my God, a good date. Okay. Cause th there's the deprivation there as well. Totally. Um, and when we're so filled up within ourselves, we experience, you actually attract more high quality dates because you become attractive to more high quality love. I have a client right now who she was over here yesterday. She's uh, the cutest. She's the only one that comes to my actual apartment to, to do our sessions. And she's like, She's telling me all these stories of all these guys she keeps meeting in person. And yes, it's summer, so people are out a lot more, but it's her light is turned on. She had a guy, this super, I mean, she obviously doesn't know him yet, but he was super a gorgeous, 
heart, like sweet, really kind energy. He drove by on a motorcycle, drove past her, and then did a U-turn, came back, and, and was like, you are so radiant and beautiful, and just gave her the most reverent compliment. And she was like, really? Thank you. And then, and then he gave her his number and said, I would love to take you for a coffee sometime. And like that happens when you are lit up from the inside and you're doing like Catherine and I talk about the inner work to feel good within yourself. And then you attract way more high quality dates. So it's not such deprivation in the dating department. And um, mm. I just want to speak to too, like it's the fairy tale, right? It's the, the, the princess. I mean, the reason I used the term queen earlier is because it's the princess that's waiting for the phone call, waiting for the next date that, that like this story that we've heard our whole lives is like, oh my gosh, once I have love, once I have a relationship, once I get chosen, then, you know, then I'll matter. And think about like the actual Disney movies. The princess I can't even. went to the ball. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, even I think of even like Pride, Pride and Prejudice, like they go to the ball uh -huh. and, and the, the king or the duke or whoever is the, the dude mm. that's picking the, 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 the wife or the, the prince or whatever, um, they, you know, they're looking around and the women are all posturing themselves to be the most beautiful, to be the one that gets chosen, right? Cinderella goes to the ball and she wants to be chosen by the prince and everyone else at the ball is like posturing themselves and trying to be the most perfect woman to get chosen. This story has fucking impacted us, right? So even if you're the coolest chick in town and you're like light, you're super successful and powerful and you're on a date with someone you like, my, I guarantee like this affects you that you're you know there you even if you don't tell anyone you still have that like oh weird he hasn't texted yet oh like yeah. what did i say and I, I you know it breaks my heart when i hear my clients when they don't hear like they have the expectation to get the text and when they don't hear back they're like oh my god did i do something wrong did i say something wrong oh i shouldn't have said that thing I should. And we start we start dissecting ourselves and attacking ourselves because some stranger that we had a cool fun date with does didn't send us a text message like there's yeah. something wrong with this picture that that breaks my heart and that's boundary work that's the recognition that unraveling all this conditioning takes time mm -hmm. it takes time and it's a devoted practice like i was i was like don't even get me started on the fairy tale because freaking rapunzel is alone in a tower snow white is asleep sleeping beauty is asleep right like the whole Belle falls in love with her kidnapper i know right? <laughs> fucking ariel gives up her voice, voice. and her tail <laughs> i know i know to become something different than what she is right and so yeah. it's it's recognizing like this is in the programming so it's not your fault your childhood does impact this. And when I think of that was so powerful about your client having that experience and my clients have that all the time. That's what happens when a woman is turned on in herself, yeah. right? Without trying so hard, right? Please let me know if you ever hear of a story of I just got really desperate enough and I tried so hard and then I found love. <laughs> like we don't hear that story. No. And the the turn on all the time right so if you only turn yourself on for a date 
again, you're setting up the cycle. What goes up has to come down. So if you're not caring for yourself each day, putting your favorite clothes on and jewelry. I'm currently obsessed with earrings right now. Like this I is like a them. problem. So um, I keep buying earrings because it's just like the adornment of my body, right? Yeah, of this yes. sacred vessel. Like we're dressing up for ourselves, right? You're dressing up because you know you're worth it and you are devoted to feeling good because yes. that's the new paradigm. Yes. Feel good on your own and then you will feel good in relationship. Not I'm turned off. I'm waiting for someone else to turn me on yes. and now I'm a prisoner of love. Yeah. Remember we talked a long time ago on one of the episodes about the book, Why Men Love Bitches and you, you didn't like the title, but then you understood why it's called that. Um, the, the Why Men Love Bitches book. I read that book like 15 years ago, way before I was awake to any of this stuff. Yeah. And yet I remember when I read it, I was still pissed off that the premise of the book and okay, so for those of you who haven't read it and didn't hear that episode, the book is not about men actually loving bitches. It's men loving a woman who's empowered and independent and focused on herself and not needy and not, yeah. not the self-sacrificer, nice girl pleaser. And so it's the whole book is around the nice girl versus the bitch. And um, I, I loved the book book because I was the nice girl at the time. And I didn't understand why my, one of my best friends growing up was so confident and literally every guy was obsessed with her. And, and she, she was also a little bit aloof, like, and, and I was like the sweetie pie, but I was so insecure. Mm. And I was, it was totally the opposite for me. And so I love that book. Cause it was like, Holy crap, that's me and the nice girl versus the bitch. And like, she was the bitch and I was the nice girl and she got all the attention. And yet the premise of the book was to get the guy. Right. So that I remember reading it and being like, no, I feel like this is empowering information, but like something feels off. And now it's like, that's the thing. If you're doing it to get the guy, if you're doing it to be more sexy and more beautiful on the date and whatever, you're, you're, you're still hooked into the system of the princess prince dynamic, then you're going to keep attracting princes. I, yes. I've had so many women say like, why do I keep attracting emotionally unavailable men or toxic men? It's because you're operating from princess. If you're in princess, you're going to attract princes who are entitled, who will take their own pick, who will not respect mm -hmm. you, who will not honor you, who will not yeah. worship and cherish and adore you. And when you are devoted to yourself and your sovereignty and you're filled up and you're feeling amazing in your own life within yourself, that's when you attract kings. And queens, if you want a woman. Uh, yes. <laughs> and let's let's dive in for a moment about the, like, if he doesn't ask you out on a second date or if he doesn't call, like, what's that about? We're going to, everyone take a deep breath. Ready? I'm going to give you a really big secret right now. <laughs> it's not about you. Doesn't mean anything. Someone <laughs> else's behavior tells you about them. Yes. This should have been taught to kindergarten girls. Yeah. <laughs> and all through all through high school, somebody needed to have the relationship teaching that this is healthy boundaries. This is like boundaries 101. Someone else's behavior tells you about them. Not Stop. You. <laughs> so what not to do after a great date is make any meaning yes. about the date. All you did was have a nice time. Just like when you go out to a restaurant and you have a great meal, I just had a really nice time. Or when I was in Colorado and I went for this epic hike with Kelly, all I did was have a really nice hike, right? Every time I talked to you, just had a great conversation with Kate. 
right? And so it's this literally, what are the things that you need to do in order to fill yourself up? Where are the places that you need to learn how to have healthier self-esteem, healthier boundaries so that going on dates doesn't drive you crazy? Because the only thing to do after a great date is appreciate the date. That's mm -hmm. it. Please, God, do not go call everyone in your life and tell them about how you had the best night of your life. Because like your fucking wedding day, which better not be the best day of your life, because mm -hmm. then it would be all downhill from there. Mm -hmm. if, the if one great date is the highlight of your life, we have a problem. Yeah. Please don't even call. You don't even have to call all of your friends. Right? And if and you I think do, talk about your feelings and yes, how you feel. I was feel. just going <laughs> to say what we always come back to because yes. we've talked about that so far. Yeah. But like, watch out for if you now need to rally all the troops mm -hmm. around this great date, right? If you're going to share, tell people about what it was like for you to feel that good. Yeah. And because this has also been happening with, with clients and this was my experience. I didn't have fireworks on the first date with Andrew. I left my first date with Andrew and was like, eh, that was a good date. We had a good conversation because on the other side of, if you are totally swept by the great date, mm. you are a hundred percent in a projection. Yes. Because to have a big reaction, positive or negative is now you're not centered in your heart. Yes. And so hopefully with friends, like you can help each other by tracking. Like if someone's like, I've just made, met the greatest person since, since sliced bread, <laughs> right? Like you can remind them of like, look, like this is a projection. Like, tell me about what you felt in your body because we don't know this person yet. And hopefully you'll keep getting to know them. And yes, is it true that high quality guys after a great date are going to ask you out again? Yes. And is it true that sometimes really great guys will text you like two days later? Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. So we all need to just fucking relax. Chill. Yes. <laughs> and and huge part of relaxing is trusting the yes. divine, trusting that like whatever's going to, whatever's meant to happen is going wow. to happen. It's out of your control anyways. And our insecurity and our self doubt and our self worth issues and our saboteur story making or meaning making is what causes us to um, be so afraid, but ultimately trust life. If some wicked, amazing, um, beautiful man pops into your and into your field for a couple days, and you get totally blown away by it, and then he disappears, it's because he was not the man for you. Like he he was an expander, maybe, or you, for you knowing what's possible and how you want to feel. But he, but it's like we get so attached to the person rather than embracing everything that's happening inside of us. And um, gosh, there was something else really important that I wanted to mention, but it's not here anymore. <laughs> well, that was just so good. This is so important. This is so important. And I, I'm so happy to come back to what you said around women having lots of shitty dates, right? And then being addicted to the great date. Mm -hmm. So if you're having lots of sh shitty dates, I'm just going to say it, my friend, you're having a screening problem. <laughs> if you are having shitty dates over and over and over again, it's a screening and discernment problem. And so I highly always recommend, and especially with quarantine, you're probably not leaping right into meeting somebody in person. Have a phone date, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Just see if you like the person's voice and how you mm. feel seeing their face. Like have higher standards for yourself about what it takes to be in your world because mm. you're the prize. 
Your time is valuable. Being in your presence is a freaking gift. Stop giving it away so easily or acting like it's his job to make you feel good. Yes, yes, yes. So good. Oh my gosh, so good. You are the prize. It's such a reframe. It's like, why do we go out on dates thinking like it's because of the princess prince story? I need to be chosen versus like, okay, let's see if I feel good being in this person's presence if they fit in like with me um, and not the other way around. Okay. I remember what I was going to say before swept off my feet. Okay. I have worked with a lot of women and so many of them have are untangling from attracting toxic relationships, narcissists. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you every single one of them that ends up in a relationship with a narcissist at the beginning, he swept them off their feet. He wanted to see them all the time. He wined and dined them. He swooned them. He la, 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 la. It was so, he was the most amazing guy in the beginning. I don't understand what happened. That's the narcissist. And we will bring a narcissist expert. Hopefully I actually personally would like to have Dr. Christine Northrup Mm. on for that. Um, But we will, we will unpack that because it's so common nowadays. There's one in four people are narcissists and it's just really, really common, but it is a red flag when someone sweeps you off your feet, but yet most women I know are still thinking that's what it's supposed to look like. I even have a good friend who's really conscious and spiritual. And she's like, I just, I, I, I just, all my, like everyone that's an epic couple said they knew the first moment they met him, they knew it's, and not it's a lie. You can, <laughs> no, I mean, they might have the fantasy projection, but we can't know. You might have like a relaxed feeling in your body, unless you're psychic, like actually yeah. psychic. Um, it's just not true. And we're all still like holding out for this like, woo, fantasy. So I love when you talk about you and Andrew and how you didn't have that feeling with him right away, because it's just, it's just, the, the fairy tale disguised in a spiritual mm. suit, like it with the one, the, 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 then the soulmate, the twin flame, blah, 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 blah. Like you don't know in the beginning, it's a stranger. All you know is how you feel. And yeah. So if you're, mm. someone's sweeping you off your feet, my encouragement to you is slow it down. You slow it down. If they're rushing it, which is the opposite of what this episode is about. Well, actually, no, it's not. No, this episode this is-, is about a great date. So if you have a great date and they're doing the opposite where they're, they are texting you and they're wanting to see you again Constantly. and again and again and again, Problem. that is where you need to stop slow it down, check in with how you feel. Cause like, that's what women are waiting for. Yeah. And so often they do get swept into that because of the fairy tale story. Yeah. And my God, it's not a, it's not a nice Oh my God. After Please. that. I'm so happy we got here. Cause this needed to be yes. said too. That is called love bombing. Yes. yes. That's, there's a psychological yeah. term. If someone is texting you constantly, if someone says you're perfect or the girl of my dreams after date one, that is not real. Yes. That is called love bombing. And that's what narcissists do to manipulate you into thinking that, that they're the prize and they can give you everything that they want. And again, you just have to keep feeling this. What goes up must come down. Mm. What goes up must come down. Yep. And that's the crash. That's the expectation disappointment cycle. That's the love bomb and then nightmare cycle. Neutral. My love's neutral goes up. And yes. up and yes. up and expand, up and is expand, expand, expand. Expand. Woo, yes, expanded love. And if mm. you centered, and then like this is the truth of like that. I, I can't believe I'm gonna say this right now, but I am. Like the reason the honeymoon phase bullshit, you know, is so painful is because it says, Oh, it's 
this is the old paradigm of love too. It's really great in the beginning and then it sucks. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. The new, the new paradigm of love. Now I am six years into a relationship. It is not fucking rainbows and butterflies all the time, but guess what? My experience is it does keep deepening. We do mm -hmm. keep growing. We do keep evolving together. We do get better and better. That's evolutionary love. That's the yes. new paradigm of love rather than honeymoon love bombing and then I crash. And the other thing I wanted to say was swept off your feet is I'm gone, yes. right? If my feet are not on the ground, that's a problem. Yes. That's already how you know you are not here in the moment, in reality. And you only know if you're safe with someone based on how they respond to your boundaries. Mm -hmm. So if you're like, if someone's trying to slow it down and then that guy gets aggressive, like run the freaking fastest other direction that you can ever imagine. Cause you, safety is not a feeling. It is not a feeling. It is no. the result of mutual respect around boundaries and sovereignty and autonomy between the two of you. Yes. Oh my gosh. I've had that happen to so many clients where I help them set the boundary to slow down and then the guy freaks out. It's that right. totally biggest. That's how you know. And <laughs> as you, you know. As you were just talking about the up and down thing, I was thinking the old paradigm fairy tale love is up and down, up, 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 crash, crash. Up, 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 crash. The new paradigm is expansion and depth. It's like yes. I'm becoming more of who I am and we together are going deeper into ourselves with each other. Expansive and depth, yeah. not up. There's um, no up. You might, when you feel that like feeling of ecstasy or bliss, it's out. It's like expansive. my heart is open. I'm expanding. I'm not high. I'm not disconnected from my body. I used to get high and it was totally on the projection in my head of who I thought this person was and where I thought it was headed as opposed to the experience I was having in within myself. And now we're back to the episode where we talked about um, Elizabeth Gilbert and Cheryl Strand. Yes, Strand, Sarah Strand. Right? Yeah. Like it takes you into life. Yes. That expansive love, real love takes you in to into yourself. yourself. In yeah. to life. Yes. In love. That's yes. what in love is yes. meant to feel. In yourself. Not, yes. Right. Yes. And so, okay. Well, so, so we're good. <laughs> love this episode. Love so this good. episode. And we love you. And again and again, if this is hard, if you keep listening to the podcast and it's intellectually making sense, but you're staying stuck, it's still hard for you. That's the invitation into the deeper work. And Kate and I are so proud to be doing this work. We're so proud to offer these episodes to you. And this is a continuous invitation into doing the work on yourself, which is deep and fun and powerful and hard. And the reason it's hard is because life wants you to stay asleep. And you are not Snow White. You are not Sleeping Beauty. You are not a princess. You're a queen. You deserve the world. And you can have it all. It's right at your fingertips, but also in and through your body. So yes. if you loved this episode, save it, leave us a review on the new truth, uh, podcast and please share with your friends. This is the most important thing to us. I'm super passionate about women. Stop giving each other stupid dating advice. Yes. Like send please them here. God, send yes. them to the podcast. Send them here with the experts. And if you are not already with us in the new truth movement, Facebook group said it right. <laughs> 
<laughs> this Good time. Job. Join us in the New Truth Movement Facebook group. And you know, we are live in that group. This is like the most exclusive. I can't even believe we give people this kind of access to us. Like so every awesome. week we are live diving into the episode more deeply. And in that group, you can ask us questions, right? We're going to pop in. We're always tracking it and checking in. So if you have questions for us, we're here for you. And if you're interested in working with us, all you have to do is click the links below to our websites and we'll explore it with you. So we love you. Thank you, Kate. Bye. Thank you. Bye.